Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. My name is Colin Waitsman, going to be your host for this episode of Track World News. And we're going to be having a really exciting episode, a lot of reviews. We're going to go over some awards that I'm going to be giving out for performances from this past weekend. I have a lot to get into, but first, uh, before we get into that, uh, make sure that you uh, give us a like, subscribe, review, leave us a rating. helps us know that you're enjoying uh, the type of, con type of content that we're giving out. So I uh, really do appreciate that and all the support we've had so far. It's been awesome. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, as many of you know, this past weekend, we had the NCAA uh, National Championships for both Division One and Division Two. Unfortunately, Division Three uh, was canceled, but we had those great meets, a lot of them on TV. Uh, so I was watching an awful lot of track this past weekend. And so we're going to be giving out a few reviews, awards, things like that for, for the best performances this week. So uh, if you did not catch the, the games or if you did not catch the championships for the men's side, the uh, or University of Oregon uh, won. The runner-ups was LSU. And then on the women's side, uh, Arkansas won with uh, Texas A&M as the runner-ups. And uh, that, that's, that's pretty much what everyone thought was going to happen. Uh, if you were to go with just what makes the most sense, I mean, those were probably the, the most sensical uh, outcomes there. Now, the way that we got to those situations are different. So if you just look at it from the final review, if you just say, oh, yeah, of course, Oregon, of course, they're going to win. And of course, LSU is coming in second. And then, of course, Arkansas was going to win, and, of course, Texas A&M was going to come in second. You'd think that, but when you actually look at the performances, there are some very, very impressive performances and some key moments that, should things have flipped just a little bit, we might be looking at things in a completely different light. Uh, and we're going to be getting into those as well um, and some other really fantastic and interesting things. So let's get into that right now. Uh, our very first award that I'm going to be giving out is for the rookie of the meet. So this is for the best freshman uh, on both the men and the women's side. For the men, I have the, I have the freshman out of Oregon, Emmanuel Amije. I'm so sorry if I, I butchered your last name, man. I apologize. But he is a freshman from Oregon. Like I said, he actually won gold in the triple jump, setting a collegiate lead of, uh, what was it, 17.41 meters, uh, which was a PR by nearly three feet. He did very well. And the reason he's the rookie of the meet, not only did he bring home gold, but he was originally seeded sixth. He wasn't supposed to be getting, what, three points? If he got three, four points, they would have been super excited for that. But him breaking out a huge PR, uh, taking down Texas, uh, Texas Christian, uh, as well as some other really great schools and, and breaking out an awesome performance was a huge momentum shift uh, early on in the day for University of Oregon. I mean, he was fired up. It was super cool to see. And it was it was like one after one after one when it came to the jumps. I was watching it and I think it was their it was in the finals It was like the fourth or fifth jump. And it was like the first guy from TCU, he set, he set the lead. And then the guy from 
you know, Tennessee, I think he set the lead. And then uh, eventually Emmanuel, he goes in and he sets the lead and nobody breaks it. And so it was just a really great string of events uh, to watch. So Emmanuel, you're going to be the rookie of the meet uh, on the men's side. Uh, looking at the women's side, uh, really no surprises here. Uh, Aething Moo out of uh, Texas A&M, she got second in the 400 and she also was a part of that 4x4 team for Texas A&M that ended up winning. And uh, she split the fastest ever split in the 4x4 in women's history by a 49.54. I mean, she's moving. Uh, I'm sure she probably wishes she could have ran that 49.54 in the Open 400 because uh, I was, I mean, I was surprised that she didn't end up getting the win there. I believe the, the runner from, what was it, USC um and Kaylin I think she she actually out out leaned her which was an exciting race um but yes yeah, so she's going to be our, our our women's uh rookie of the meet she really she very well could have been the uh overall uh MVP but I think the fact that she wasn't able to to take home that that 400 meter in the open kind of kind of stunk because she was the favorite uh, I'm sure she probably also was wishing she could have done the 800 a little bit as well uh could have gotten some more points but Overall, fantastic performance out of the rook, out of these two freshmen. Excited to see what they're going to do this outdoor season, uh, what events they're going to be competing in, and, and all that great stuff. So overall, very, very good to see out of them. Uh, next, we're going to go the race or the competition of the meet. So this was my go-to favorite events to watch. Uh, and there was a lot of things that, that we could have picked here. Um, I mentioned the triple jump. That was awesome. Uh, you could have picked the long jump uh, on the men's side. You could have picked the 800. I was really close to putting the 800 here, but um, we I didn't. Uh, on the men's side, I have the 200-meter final uh, between Matt Bowling and uh, Terrence Laird. Uh, Matt Bowling, obviously, of Georgia, edged out uh, Laird by running a 20.19, and Terrence Laird ran a 20.20. It was literally coming down to the lean. It couldn't have gotten any closer than that. It was a super exciting race, and it was the types of races that you love to see uh, when it comes to just track and field. It was it was close the entire way around. Um, they were they were edging each other out at, at each moment, and it was super exciting. And these are two athletes that are going to be able to do really good things in outdoors in both the 200, 100, 4 by one They're going to be all over the place. So excited to see what the future of track and field holds with these two names. But I remember watching it, and I was like edgy, super excited to see who it was that's, that's going to win. And uh, seeing Matt Bowling take it uh, was big. Uh, that was also a pretty big momentum shift, uh, kind of was the killer for LSU uh, originally because they needed every single point they could get at that point of the day. It was towards the end of the events. And the fact that, you know, he didn't win, it, we find out later that it wouldn't have mattered uh, if he had won or not. It just it wouldn't have been a, a huge deal. But at the time, if if they had won, you know, LSU's like, all right, we're still in this. But, you know, when he, when he ended up getting second, only bringing home eight points, it's like, okay, it's going to be a lot more difficult now because they only had one other event. It was a 400 or the 4x4, and they weren't even in the fast heat. So uh, it would have been tough, but it was a big momentum shift nonetheless. Uh, for the women's side, I have the 4x4. Uh, just incredible race for the top three teams. Uh, top three teams all putting up season bests. Um, we have the collegiate lead out of the four by four for Texas A&M and it was just very 
great race to watch. I mean, there's a reason that the four by four is the final competition because it's often the very, the best race to best race to see a uh, similar thing goes with on the men's side with uh, North Carolina A&T. That was an awesome performance and it's great to see non power five schools dominating in events and North Carolina A&T does that. They pop out great sprinters year after year after year. And um, it shows, and it shows especially in their 4x4. Extremely, it was, it was really great. But, yeah, women's side, uh, that, that was an awesome performance. Uh, definitely one that it would have been great if it was a little earlier on in the day because it was, what, at that point, what, like 8 p.m., something like that on, on a Saturday. So I'm sure not as many people wanted to see it um, as, they pro- as possible. And, you know, it's also um, – the, the meet was over at that point. It had already been decided, So, uh, but it was still exciting nonetheless. Uh, now, uh, going to take a look at some defining moments. So these are two races or moments in the meet that shifted the momentum for the teams that won. So as I mentioned, on the men's side, University of Oregon won. On the women's side, it was Arkansas that won. And so these are two moments that really solidified the fact that they're winning. And on the men's side, uh, there were two real moments I could have chose, but I ended up going with this one. So I'm choosing the 800-meter final win by Charlie Hunter. Uh, This was another race. It was right after the 200. Uh, No, it wasn't right after. Yeah, I believe it was it. Yeah, I think it was right after the 200. Uh, So it was back-to-back races that were were decided by a lean. And I believe he out-leaned the guy from Texas, um, Texas Tech, where it actually looked like the other guy had won. It looked like Charlie Hunter had lost. And you saw in his reaction, he was like, damn, I lost. You could see he was upset. And then you see that he actually leaned at the right time and where the other guy looks like he probably crossed the line first, his chest didn't cross the line first. Charlie's did. And that was a huge uh, momentum shift because at the time, LSU was leading. And they were looking like they really had a shot to win this thing. And then uh, Oregon really kind of puts them away with winning this 800. I think right before they had won the 60 meters uh, with Michael Williams. Uh, That was 20 points right off the bat that did really great. They just – wait, actually it was more because they had another guy. Um, So it was a huge defining moment that went from – LSU being like, all right, we're in this thing, we can win it. Uh, to then they just really completely taking the taking the gas and making it be like, all right, uh, we're we're winning this this trophy. Like, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. A uh, huge moment for them. And then uh, for the women, uh, I decided to choose the 3,000 meters for Arkansas when they scored 17 points. So interestingly enough, enough, unlike. Oregon, which had like six or seven winners uh, and champions, Arkansas didn't have a single champion. They didn't have one national champion in the entire competition. And so you'd think, well, how are you not going to have one national champion, but your team are the national champions? That's because they had tremendous amount of depth. I discussed this yes the last week where the strength that Arkansas has is that they have so many athletes that are in those middle tiers. Sure, they don't have that one person that's going to take home the national championship, but they have a ton of people in third, fourth, fifth place, and all those points add up and are the ones that are really defining. And so I say that they have, you know, it was this moment because it was the second-to-last event. Uh, Going into it, the um, 
Texas A&M was leading. They were leading by two. It was 47 to 45. And they had, and Arkansas had four runners in the 3,000. And they ended up getting second, fourth, fifth for 17 total points, which now put the uh, Arkansas up considerably, and that was game over. There was no coming back for for Texas A&M because they didn't have anyone in there, and um, all they had was a four by four. But um, they they won, but obviously it didn't it didn't do very much because Arkansas also had a four by four, and I believe they came in third. Um, so. It, that was a huge defining moment for them. Uh, they even had one race, one runner that came in ninth, and so they almost had four people uh, that scored. But yeah, once again, shows the the depth that Arkansas has, and they're just a really powerful team. Uh, they have a lot of runners that are running at a very high level. None that are you know extremely crazy, but they do have a lot that are fantastic. Um, MVP. So uh, there was two ways that I I could have gone for this. Um, and the overall, the MVP for the men's side, uh, I, you, I, you could say Cole Hawker and it would make sense for it to be Cole Hawker because he won the mile 3000, believe he was a part of that DMR as well, uh, that, that won. So he brought home a lot of points and obviously they're the national champion. So, um, he would be the MVP of the meet for just his insane, uh, performances. Um, uh, I have to also give a big shout out to Javon Harrison, uh, who is the jumper from LSU. So he won not only the long jump, but the high jump as well. And they were in back-to-back events. It was from, it was, he had like an hour in between the jumps and he put up a collegiate lead in the long jump with, with an 840, uh, an 845. It was also a facility record. And just earlier he jumped another collegiate league, uh, lead of two meters 30. Um, he, this was the best combo in the history of the world for long jump, high jump. I mean, we don't see these two events that are usually paired together. Often you could see long jump, triple jump, uh, or you'd see long jump in other events, but traditionally people that are high jumpers aren't doing other events unless they're multis. And this guy is, is just insane. Uh, obviously one of the best athletes in the world right now, uh, so I had to also make sure to mention him because he put up some crazy performances. But MVP, got to give it to, to Cole Hawker for his performance in the, what, the mile, 3,000, back-to-back. Um, and then, as, you know, just obviously being on the team that, that's en- ending up winning it all. On the women's side, uh, our MVP, um, have to give it to Tyra Giddens. She put up an insane performance. I think she scored the most points of any individual in the entire meet. She scored 26 points. She competed in seven events, which was the pentathlon on Thursday, where she made a collegiate record, facility record, personal everything. She broke everything possible uh, for the pentathlon with 4,746 points. Then the next day, she won high jump with a 1.9 meter jump and then later on she then won she got third in the long jump with a 6.68 meters Uh, so she's just on a roll Uh, she had a crazy meet awesome performances she's bringing on a ton of hardware Um, and this shows the difference where they the texas a&m had a very different way of getting to the amount of points that arkansas did so you see you know they Arkansas had a lot of people spread out, you know, lower on the tiers, 
where Texas A&M had a few uh, a fewer amount of people, but were very high in the rankings. And so it kind of showed where, you know, it can be a little bit difficult because if some people don't score, then it, it might be, you know, harder for you to um, make up those points since you don't have as many where Arkansas, they can they could afford to, to drop a few because they had so many people in it. So, but uh, got to give it to Tyra. Um, she just performed out of her mind, uh, out of her mind well. Um, then also want to give a shout out for the, the D2 Nationals, uh, former guest of the show, Trevor Bassett. Uh, he had a fantastic meet. Uh, Ashland ended up winning the, the national championship. He, he posted up some crazy numbers as well, uh, set the meet record in the 200. He won the 60 meter hurdles. He split a 45 in the four by four, which ended up winning gold. And he also got a third in the 60. So what he put up 10, 20, 30, 36 points <laughs> in the national championship. Like he's just a beast. Uh, hopefully he'll get some respect and actually be on that watch list for the Bowerman because like 36 points is unreal uh, to be able to put up. He, he's doing awesome. So uh, really, really looking, looking forward to him. Now, speaking of the Bowerman, I'm going to go with who are my top three Bowerman candidates going into the outdoor season. And so this isn't my entire watch list or everyone who I think could potentially win it. These are just the top three. So the elite of the elite, the three people that after this indoor season have a real shot at winning, I think, um, just based off of indoors so far. So on the men's side... I'm going to have Cole Hawker. He's been super dominant in pretty much all distance events uh, out of Oregon. As I mentioned, this he's been a part of the the mile, the 3,000, the DMR. He also runs the, the 800 meters um, extremely fast. Like He's putting up collegiate records after collegiate records, national champions after national championships. Like Right now, I'd say if, I, if, if there were betting lines, he would be the clear favorite. Uh, he's just doing so much right now. Uh, and he's, I mean, it, it ha- I think it's great that he has a fantastic uh, support system and, and great team around him uh, at Oregon. Uh, next, uh, we're going with Javon Harrison. Uh, as I mentioned, he's had a fantastic year so far with high jump and long jump, putting up the best times or the best combination of the two uh, in the history of the world. I mean, that's insane. Uh, but he's not doing as many events as Cole is. If he was also doing, you know, the 100 as well, or, or maybe triple jump two, and he could take those three together, maybe he could take down Cole. But, I mean, Cole just has too many things that he's too dominant in. So I got him at second, though. Uh, third, uh, I'm going to have Casey Lightfoot. Uh, he put up an insane indoor season with the national record uh, or the collegiate record, second best time or sec- second best jump, I believe, in the American history, jumping six meters, first collision to ever jump uh, six meters indoors, especially, and uh, put up the meet record in the at the national championship by jumping 593, breaking Mondo's record. Anytime you can break a Mondo record, that's insane. So he's putting up crazy numbers. It's going to be tough for him to win the Bowerman, though, because he is only performing in one event. And yes, of course, he's super dominant, but it's going to be hard to give him the Bowerman. I'd say I would give it to him if he can break the world record. So if he ends up jumping six meters 20, 
I think that he gets the Bowerman uh, easy. Now, of course, we're talking about you have to break the world record. What as a, a you know a junior in college? Yeah, I mean it's, it's so much easier said than done. Like it's oh yeah, just break the world record and you got the Bowerman. But I mean th- these other guys are putting up some crazy time. So if you can jump at least six meters one more time, uh, do it outdoors, maybe at the national championship, whatever it is, uh, then I think he's got got a shot to move up there. But super strong list so far. Uh, on the women's side, um, I'm going to have Tyra Giddens, uh, multis in the jumps. I mean, she's she put up an insane uh, indoors season so far. I mean, you heard her name several times. Uh, I think easy easy favorite there. I think she's got some 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 chances to put up some crazy heptathlon uh, points this in outdoor season. Looking forward to seeing how she does. Uh, then I have Aething Moo. So originally, before the season, I had... Moo, or I guess mid-season, so a few weeks ago, uh, I had Moo first, but I think Tyra's just been putting up some, put up insane performance at the national championship, um, but yeah, I mean, she she can do something crazy in the 800, I mean, she already has what I believe the junior world record, or the U21 world record in the 800, fastest time in the world in the 800, uh, 400, obviously, she's one of the fastest in the 400 as well, um, it's super close between those two. And it's, that's a great problem to have is if you're Texas A&M, because you have two of the best runners in the entire nation uh, on your team. So that's gotta be a fantastic issue to have. Uh, then I have third Abby Steiner. Uh, she's from Kentucky. She's a sprinter. Uh, she, I believe tied the national record or collegiate record at the national championship this past weekend in the 200. Um, She's, she's doing great. Uh, she, or no, she broke it. Sorry. And, uh, I think the fact that outdoors, she's going to have the 200, the hundred four by one, uh, she's going to have some real potential to, to be able to, to do something crazy and just, you know, having a great indoor season, uh, really is going to help. So, uh, those are my three for the midway, uh, for the Bowerman. If I were to guess who I think is going to win, uh, Cole Hawker on the men's side, and Tyra Giddens on the women's side. Uh, so far, I think those are the two favorites. But, um, well, thank you for, for listening to another episode of Track World News. Hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, remember to uh, give us a follow, subscribe, leave a rating, review. Helps us uh, tremendously. And if you like what you're hearing, you want some more content, follow us on Instagram at Track World News. Uh, we post some extra content and, and stuff there uh, that I'm sure you will like. Well, have a good one and peace. We'll be